Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr. B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr. T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. Okay, cool. Let's see if, it, if, if it starts to die, then we'll get rid of it. If, it. if it starts to lag, I'll just turn mine off. I think your camera's not an issue. It's just mine. It's a problem. Let's hope. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We <laughs> wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you... <laughs> Are we, gonna, are we not doing the whole song? Welcome now? to uh, no, no, we're not because <laughs> I I don't have a great singing voice. Welcome to In at Break, the Christmas special. Yes, yes, we we'll do that. Christmas yes, special. Christmas special. Yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. We're recording on a Monday because we're teachers and we're off work for the term. Yay! School's out. Bitches. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I added that. I'm out. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'd like to apologize. Just a on little bit of... overexcited. <laughs> Flip the coin. Done. Heads. Call it. Nah. Tails. Ha. Hit me. Hit me with this question. Bink. Okay, so <clears throat> here's my question. Despite all of our best efforts, and sadly, I would say, it seems like we are heading into a slightly difficult direction with uh, COVID-related stuff in the UK, including further discussions about uh, more curbs and restrictions. So if we end up having another teaching lockdown, if schools are shut and and we are moved to online education again, what do you think you did well? last time and what would you change or try to do better this time round? oh my god please can we not go back to online teaching that would absolutely do me in at this point yeah. like i feel I, I don't think we will for the record i don't think we will end up going to no. online teaching again I, I think that at this point with so many people vaccinated um it's a pretty hard sell to be like we also need the kids to not be at school. I agree with you, but if that is your answer to my question, this will be literally the shortest episode <laughs> no, of no. break ever. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay, okay. So uh, I just wanted to like clarify in case anybody listening to this goes like, "Oh my god, they know something." No, we don't. No, we we, um, we really don't. <laughs> um, I really don't think we will end up. And everything on the news seems to suggest that they are very much like not doing this. What they're trying to do instead is get a lot of ex-teachers to come back to cover teachers who are off. Because this is this is the problem. The problem right now is, isn't that necessarily the kids are getting sick. Like the kids are getting COVID, but they're all right. Um, it's that teachers are getting it. And then that means that no one's there to cover the class. And also, I've, we've had it at my school where a couple of supply teachers are like, I'm not coming in to teach if there's COVID in that classroom. Like, no way. So, Dude. yeah. Um, well, we're quite fortunate in that we had feedback from parents. So we were like, what was good? What was bad? So my setup last year was that in the morning I would speak to the girls for like 10 minutes and I would go through kind of like what the day was going to look like. Here's what we're going to be doing. Here's your first lesson. Then they go off and do that lesson. They come back. I explain the next lesson. So I kind of like do an input basically for them. 
Then they do the next lesson, they come back, I do an input for the third lesson, they go off and do it, and then there's a specialist who takes them for the last one, normally. So I basically end up teaching three lessons a day. Um, cool. What was difficult about that was that over time, the novelty of it wore off. So at the beginning, it was kind of like a fun thing. It was like, oh my God, what is Mr. T going to be wearing today? Like, oh my goodness, I can see books behind him. What books does he have? Or, you know, like sometimes I would just mess around and like change things in the background and they'd be like, what's going on behind you? So. Um, that was always fun, but I think that what I do well, and I think this is because I have a background in film, is that I understood that I needed to be the most interesting thing in the room still. I needed to be, I because now I'm not, I'm not just competing now with everybody else in the room. I am now competing with the toys next to you. I'm now competing with the television. I am now competing with your parents in the other room. I'm now competing with your little sister who wants to play with you. I am like, I am now having to make it so if you if you are going to be focused, you must focus on me. So um, I knew quite quickly that I needed to remain the most interesting person in the room. And so, I, you know, I took quite a lot of inspiration from like streamers and um, kind of like I grew up on YouTube. So a lot of like YouTube personalities and streamers and like that kind of way of addressing a camera where you're 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 trying to be as engaging as you can without actually speaking to somebody because obviously like, streamers you can interact with people but most most youtube videos are not live so when you're watching them they're, they're talking to a camera um so that was that was something that i feel like i did quite well in that i had to make myself more interesting than kind of everything else around me uh which is actually like the exact same principle that i bring in the classroom i feel like if a kid if you've lost a kid if the kid no longer is listening to your lesson I feel like that is a lot of that is on you and it's it's way more difficult when you are in a teenager slash secondary school setting because there are times where they take that stuff and it's like no matter what you could do no matter what you're talking about no matter what you're doing they're not interested because they'd rather be asleep and they're just yeah. not interested in education in which case there's, there's only so much you can do with that but in primary school level they don't know any different it's just they just every, at least everybody i've ever taught has loved school um, even the ones that say they hate school are still engaged. So I kind of feel like once you get to that point and you are aware of the fact that like you can kind of mold them and make them make them want to listen to you, mm. that's kind of the thing. Um, well, I don't. I want to hear your best thing before I say my worst thing. So what did you do really well? Oh God, it's it, <laughs> first of all I agree with you completely. Like please. I would not want to go back to it. Uh, I I didn't have the hardest time. Uh, I would generally teach two or three lessons in a day, but they would be like one hour of delivery, 45, 50 to 60 minutes maybe of delivery, uh, allocating a task at the end of that, and then a 30-minute check-in with that group later on in the day. And I would do two very rarely would i do three groups in a day with that okay wait wait because i just want to i just want to cover this because we <laughs> talked about this once before on here when when we were talking about this last year and i remember you saying something along the lines of the hybrid of online slash in person was working quite well for you at the time do you do you not think that it is now uh so it it no it worked for me in terms of like delivering content um because people were not people were not disruptive in the lesson. Yeah. What I've learned though, 
is that the returning students who come back for their final year this year have not retained much information. Mm, that's um, interesting. And, you know, that's that's fine. I don't expect them to necessarily retain everything. But some of the lessons that were quite high in theory, they just, I guess they just glazed over. And it's so hard to tell from someone's body language via video whether they are actually like fully engaged or not. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them just wouldn't turn their cameras on for a while and, and stuff like this. So I thought it was really interesting when you said that you try and make yourself the most interesting person in the room. Because I don't think I would ever be the most interesting person in a 16 <laughs> or 17 or 18 year olds. Room. Sure. That, I mean, that sounds so wrong on so many levels, the way I say it. like That didn't sound good at the end. It didn't sound good. So Obviously, as, you're not as, in I am teaching, as I am teaching online <laughs> <laughs> and they are watching the lecture in their room, I will not be more interesting than, than their Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah or their snack or whatever it might be um i so i felt like i delivered good content because i was not disrupted but upon reflection perhaps it was not as impactful or effective as i thought now it was effective for them getting their work done uh they did they did get more work done um in certain phases of the lockdown yeah but i did have this one week in one week out thing so when they were not in yeah i could teach them quite a lot of theory and then when they were in i could hit them with quite a lot of practical work and that seemed to win them over and, and hold a bit of motivation i don't know how it would go this year um i really don't know how it would pan out mm. i feel like we've been asked in work to develop um almost like a an online learning toolkit like this. so if any of us are out sick the idea is that we've got this resource collection that someone else can just dip in pull out the lecture slides and the lecture notes for that week and just and someone else can deliver them for you um now the difficulty is that unless they get in agency staff to cover me no one else is coming in <laughs> from my department that's a specialist like I'm, right 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 um that's just what happens at college level like everyone's a specialist in in what they deliver so someone from another part of my department can't come in and deliver the same stuff as i do with the same level of knowledge so if it's a, if it's a relatively dry theory lesson at least i might have some some anecdotal stuff that can go in there that might make it a bit more interesting Whereas if someone's just coming in and reading the slides in the lecture notes, it, it might just be super dry and they might all switch off. Um, so I don't know how much success we'll have with that. I've got all the recorded lectures from last year, all the video as well. But the only downer with that is that I'm referring to other students by name. Yeah. So I'm not sure how, how they would feel about that. Um, also, I'm guessing that's fine GDPR-wise, right? Like, yeah, I think so. They all give their approval. They all gave their approval last year to be recorded. Ah, so. uh, okay, so that's all fine then. Mm. Uh, just in case anybody doesn't know, GDPR is basically just covering people's data. So in schools, we've we've had a lot of it. Um, people kind of uh, we 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 be somewhat shackled by 
what we're allowed to say about people's data, and that includes names of any other students. But I think if they've um, if they've signed their life away, signed, if they if they've signed their life away, if they I think if they've agreed to be recorded, I imagine that you're fine. Um, yeah. So I, but basically, I don't know. As you said, most of our issues come from staff getting COVID. Yeah. Now most of our staff have contracted covid and then had one or two days off and then the rest of the time they have tried to teach from home um in various states of like illness and another way that we've managed it is we've basically just been telling some learners right you know instead of being in three days a week at college this week you're in two <clears throat> and here's the independent learning task you're set for yeah, yeah. for the third day or here's an assignment for you it's it's not been ideal um, and I think looking at what I did well last year was I kind of had I had all of my lessons structured around uh, the assignments and I, I basically took an assignment that would maybe normally have five parts and I just split that into five days of of lessons so mm. I would deliver a much shorter punchier lesson um, and at the end of the lesson, I would give them the task and I would sell it to them as, look, we get through this lesson. Here is the task. By the end of these five days of lectures, if you've done the task, you've done the assignment. Nice and easy. Yeah, now, you'd, sure. normally, you'd normally be in college after this lecture for another hour and a half anyway. So why don't you just spend that hour and a half doing this small task? And that's how we kind of crunched through quite a lot of the work. It was slightly difficult for me in that it created a lot more files and a lot more evidence that i had to then compile together into separate well, stuff like that. just little annoyances but it worked well in getting the work from the students they did they did better work as a result of that so, so you had to completely adapt the way that you were even assessing them yeah i had to basically take a normal assessment that they'd maybe get four weeks on i would split it down into its constituent parts and say right little by little bit by oh, bit yeah. That's okay. and, and we were given a little bit of scope to do that a little bit of leeway to do that normally you wouldn't be allowed to um but they recognized that covid had disrupted delivery and, and teaching and that kind of bite-sized learning helped a lot so i would probably do i would probably do more of that this year i would keep splitting it down into into small chunks and keep selling it to them as like if you get this right then your assignment is done um i would probably try and we, i tried to embed some practical physical activity in there as well and it w was met with varied success right yeah sure. um and so i would probably try and do try and do that again but i wouldn't be so scared to just walk away from it if it didn't work again this year so rather mm. than like rather than getting a yoga teacher to come in once a week for six weeks and deliver an online yoga session i just feel like look two people have shown up we're done here i'm not going to yeah, bother sure. you anymore like thanks for your time but don't worry about it yeah it was it was a hard time last year but it was also quite interesting to try and switch it around and although i'm hopeful we don't go back to it i don't feel as terrified if we do no i don't feel worried about it because i've done it before but the bit that i was so to move on to the next part of like the worst bit the bit that I can think of for me that was the actual worst bit was um, just like my own habits that I developed over that time were just so bad. They were so bad. 
like every day felt very um like routine heavy like very routine heavy wake up at this time um get up talk to the girls eat breakfast while watching normally it would be like a poker streamer on twitch watch a poker streamer on twitch <laughs> mark the work for the first bit speak to the girls again uh go for a walk at lunchtime come back do the second do the third lesson mark all the work from the day email back a couple of parents carry on watching some more streams um and then that that's the end of the day really and I found it really difficult to break out of that routine because I was so I was so like disheartened by not being around the girls. Like they they especially at like such a young age, they really need that back and forth. They mm. really need that back and forth. And you can't really effectively do that through um through virtual learning. It just doesn't work. And I don't have the time to deliver the same lesson sixteen times to every single girl in my class to be like, hey, like, you know. Here's how this works. Here's how this works. What do you think about this? I just don't have the time to do that. And it would just be, it would be insane to do it. Like people would be waiting around. I'd have no like flexibility. So how, my, many, how many students do you have in your class? 16. 16. Would you see any feasibility in having groups of four? We did doing this. Yeah. One, one hour at a time with groups of four and the others are set like. A, like no a fucking boat. way could you do an hour. Right. Okay no chance even on the days where i would do because on a friday we'd have them in for like kind of like a well-being thing where i'd speak to them we'd play some games i'd read a story we'd kind of go backwards and forwards and you have 10 minutes max <laughs> and then even then like <clears throat> the ones who have already had a go talking are now like oh well, i'm not going to be talking anymore so fuck it like i'll go back to my drawing so you know, that's that. But yeah, more than anything, it was like personally, the habits that I picked up were really, really bad. Um, and that like that that reflected in my work because I wasn't particularly happy. Like I wasn't like depressed or anything like super strong like that. But I definitely like I love my job. Like absolutely love going into school. So not being able to do that and having to do this kind of like weird, like half hybrid we're sort of talking about the things that we do at school but not into the same depth and the whole bit of like teaching that's so cool is the interaction and the back and forth and the improvisation that I get to do to get you from A to B and my skills are not about having a pre-planned lesson that has no flexibility which is ultimately what you have to do online so for example I've taught lessons before where 10 minutes into the lesson I've realized they already know most of this stuff. So I am going to completely change this lesson and we're going to move on to something that they're not meant to be touching for another six months. But I feel like I can bridge that gap today and we don't have to worry about it in six months, right? That is that is good teaching when you're able to do that, when you're able to go, you know what? Like I recognize that what I'm about to do isn't what you need right now. So I'm going to move past it and give you something better. And that really is the like true, when you boil it down at like, the true essence of like good teaching is like, I know where A and B is. I know you so well that I can guide you through to get to B no matter where you go, no matter what tangent we fly off into, I will get you there. Like mm. we did this, we did, um, we did um, herbivores, omnivores, carnivores the other day in school. And the girls just wanted to talk more about like deadly creatures more than they cared about the uh, <laughs> more than they cared about like what well, they like, yeah 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 cool it eats meat 
hey, what thing, what animal kills the most amount of people per year? And I happen to like sort of know a bit about like random facts. So I was kind of like, oh, well, there is one animal that's really dangerous. And I bet you wouldn't be able to guess what it was. And they were like, is it a lion? Is it a tiger? Like, ooh, is it a ooh, rhino? Oh, no, I bet you know. A mosquito? No, but that was that was one that that was oh. the fact that mosquitoes obviously like do pass around a lot of disease. But they did that that did throw them as well. We talked about hippos killing oh. a lot of people per year, um, and they were like hippos, and I was like, yeah, I was like, hippos are no fucking joke. Like they they they're not messing about. And so, um, and talked about bears. Like in their head, they were like, oh yeah, like one on one, a lion absolutely like destroys a bear. Uh-huh. I, was, I was just like, I don't think you understand quite how big and powerful a bear is. Like, a bear isn't getting messed up by many things. And we Did talked you... about food chains, and we talked about how like polar bears are literally the top of their food chain because <laughs> we don't hunt polar bears, and polar bears don't hunt us. So that we're not really even in the same food chain in that sense. So polar bears literally are not hunted; they just kill everything else. Did you introduce them to the subreddits on? What animal would win a fight? <laughs> no, but that'd have been amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. But uh, oh, dude, yeah, so many, so many. They used uh, to be the other day was YouTube, the other day the one I saw was uh, who would win a lobster or a crab. Uh, that was quite an interesting one. <laughs> I would imagine a crab to be more agile. Boom, 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 in out. You know, like a like in snap, boom, out before you get grabbed back by the lobster. Interesting, interesting. That was the total opposite to what everyone was saying on the thread. So. Oh shit. Yeah. That's not good. Well, yeah, um, so being able to do that kind of stuff and improvise is is really the thing that you need when you're teaching, and you can't do that virtually, basically. I just love the way that you're talking about going off on a tangent and then getting back onto point, and you've done it quite I've done magically exactly there. That. <laughs> <laughs> you are a true wizard. I'm a true teacher. Um, no, that's cool. I I think it must be so hard to deal with the uh because you know your classroom seems like such a high energy environment yeah but so, my, i make it that i make it a high energy environment i like does, i don't allow anything else it's not going to be that way online oh. i mean the the screen is literally a barrier to us and, and it's going to sap that energy every time yeah. and so i feel like that energy can be so hard for for you to lose and, and and how you kind of make make your way past that whereas i almost had the opposite like teenagers you get them into a classroom for nine in the morning that means they've been up at whatever time to get to the classroom and they're tired and they're yeah 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 be there and their energy is so low that it sucks the energy out of the room but when you organize something online and they kind of have a little bit more time to sleep. They're a little bit more comfortable in their surroundings. Then their energy is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But then all of it's on me to like keep my energy high. And my problems with online teaching were I would just. I, it, it wasn't as fulfilling for me. It really wasn't. How do you teach a practical subject? Yeah, well, yeah, you can't. Through a screen, answer, it's, so, right? it's so hard. It's so hard. Um, and so that was that was really difficult for me. And that's what I think I I probably didn't embed enough, like, little bits of practical throughout the week that I could do. I mean, like, you know, 
online PT sessions exist, online yoga, Pilates, stuff like this. They've existed for years as well. Yeah, yeah, but they exist to people who want to do them. Mm. Is that's the difference? Very, that's very true. Now, I would say that the thing I was really bad at as well was production space. Like I was teaching from a stand-up desk in my bedroom. Like there's no there's no real space to do anything else. Like if I had a little recording studio, I'm sure that I would be able to do yeah, but like, what are you, Joe Wicks? Like, what are you? Yeah, what no, you that's what I mean. Like, them? I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, I mean, become a teacher, folks. They pay you enough that you can definitely have a, have a place that has its own side production <laughs> studio as well. Um, no, like, I I wasn't going to be able to manage that, but it would it would be something that I suppose if you had no restrictions, no limitations on how you deliver stuff, then I would probably try and do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder as well if I would go onto my work site to deliver my lectures this time around um oh, because we, we were sometimes allowed to do that uh, if we if we needed to and i never bothered but i'm just wondering now if i could go and deliver a lesson from in the gym like set the computer up do it from in the gym and then say yeah that's a good point that different so i might i i might if we have to look at doing something like that dude i really hope we don't I had a couple of parents say this to me, actually, like they were like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, I hope I see you in January, but it's not looking good. I'm like, no, it is looking good. Like, obviously, cases, not case numbers don't look ideal. But like, as far as school is concerned, we're fine. Like, we're getting on with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think, think I think, I think it'd be I think it will, it will be the last thing that has changed. Like I really, I, I mean, I'm not looking to go down like a massive COVID spiral here of like what needs to happen, what doesn't need to happen, because it's it's such an old and now very complex topic. But I feel like if we end up doing this again um, and shutting schools again, you're just going to start to lose people. People and also like God, like the poor girls who are in the year above the one I teach, year two. That means they've had three disrupted years of school. Mate, I've got to say, some of the students I teach, like who, who've had the two years of disrupted education because of COVID, their skills are low, man. Yeah. Their skills are really, really low, and yeah. the grades, the the grades have been so inflated. I like, I know that everyone's like, no, 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 we didn't inflate the grades. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit yeah we have got students who are coming to us with grades sixes and sevens who are actually grade four students but do you know why this shit happens this this shit happens because it's all connected to salaries so if i if i put people at their actual grade because they haven't been at school so why the fuck would they have sixes and sevens if they haven't been at school if i put them at their actual grade salaries are getting like hammered for that i'm not getting a raise this year because of that and like the idea of okay if you're not a good teacher you shouldn't be getting paid more each year this is an insane metric to judge it by an absolutely incredible metric to to judge it by like it's insane to put that on someone to be like hey just so you know your class needs to be at this particular point like it's, it's like one of my biggest problems with um the way that education is like followed and i hate this idea that, that i can't honestly think of another business that i'm aware of that has such like an arbitrary way of doing it like i understand that you know sometimes you might get like commissions on sales or you might get shares based off of like sales or projects you've done over the year 
but that's at least based on something that makes sense yeah but you you enter into those jobs knowing that's like you enter into a sales job knowing that commission is part of your pay structure you do not enter into teaching thinking that i have to get this grade average in order to get a pay rise next year you don't you get into teaching because you want to teach people yeah <laughs> it's, it's 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 horrible it's it's horrible and i agree with you like i mean college college gets about four and a half thousand pounds per student per year that's how further education colleges work but you only get paid at the end of the year mm. so yeah. if you've got a thousand students that start the year and two of them are horrible and don't want to be there and are basically criminal and nasty and, and downright horrible people or they would rather go out and work or something like that you're told to just get them through just get, that's get, insane isn't it get them that through is... so that we can get that four and a half grand that's so insane. and it's like well but they haven't completed any of the work well find some evidence find some... what do you want me to find yeah yeah and and my fear is that if we have another lockdown as you say we'll lose people we'll lose people and we'll be told find some evidence that they did some online learning um fudge some data make it work get us that money and yeah i'm not i'm not into it at all not no, at no. all i'm not at all like that stuff is ludicrous to me i mean that's a whole other episode to yeah. be like what yeah, do teachers need to know before getting into this yeah. business yeah, exactly. because like for all of the good in this business and there is so much good like if you are someone who cares about people cares about learning and is able to recognize this kind of stuff like rec like you can see something and kind of like break it down into little pieces and go oh i kind of see the steps i need to get there you'll thrive in this you'll absolutely thrive in this but there are like weird things that you have to take and it, it's, it's harder for me because i haven't had many jobs that weren't like by the hour paid um I haven't had many other jobs that haven't followed this exact thing. So for me, I don't really know any different. I'm just like, yeah, this is just how it works. This is this is this is how you get there. You just carry on down this road, and yeah, like of course it's how. Of course you get paid per year based off your percentages. Like that's how it goes. I don't know any different. So when people join from other like careers and they're like, what the hell is this pay structure? Like, how does this work? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know any different. So, um, yeah. I think that if you if, if if someone was looking to switch careers into teaching, they might have a bit more of a culture shock of like, what am I? How has this happened? This is not the way that jobs work, basically. Yeah. Um, have you got a from the classroom? Because I realised I dragged that down quite horribly. I wondered if you had anything upbeat <laughs> no, and cheerful no, from all, the classroom. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good because I think that people need to know the stuff on the other side of it. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like a really like nice from the classroom that is jokes basically i had a couple of i had a, a couple of ones that are related to last time i had to teach online um i think i might have covered one of them before one of the boys dialed into an online lesson from the park he goes to the park every day and he's like yo mr b yeah look i bring my park snacks and he sits on the same park bench and he shows me his park snacks in his little plastic bag and it's like a packet of crisps and like a whisper or something like that and um he would always just sit there and he'd basically have it and i only found out later on after the fact that the park he would sit at, he would sit on a bench looking at a pond full of ducks 
and he would just look at this and behind him there's a path that a lot of people would run on he's like yo mr b i gotta go i gotta go there's this really hot girl that's about to run past i've got to go i gotta go get a number and he just like stayed Sprint stayed after. stayed on the call and like ran after her and then like muted like his mic so he we couldn't hear what he was saying and didn't have his camera on but yeah he, he ran we saw him like get up and run after this girl and then come back and and I always thought that was really funny. He didn't want to talk about it anymore after that, but I assume he didn't get her number. Yeah. Um, like, stay away from I also me, think right? that's a bit weird, like, just get up and chase after someone. That's kind of strange. <laughs> to be fair, I bet she had a sick PB that day because she had that, like, <laughs> fight or flight kick in halfway through her run. Like, her graph looked great. Like, oh, my um, God. Like, leg two for this was amazing. Like, I just stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the bit where the psycho chased after me. Um... That one, and then another student who every single like online lesson, he was there for every single one. He didn't miss any. He was great. Signs in, camera on, every single one in the background. His bed is just a mess. It's just unmade. It's just a mess. There's like empty Pringles tubes tipped upside down on it, all this kind of stuff. And I just started saying to him, I'm like, I'd sign in early. He'd sign in. I'd be like, morning. You're going to make your bed? And he's like, what? I was like, seriously. Come on, mate. If it's on camera, it's better be I was like, make your bed. And this just followed for three days a week for the entire lockdown last time. I made him make his bed <laughs> like on camera when everyone else was in the lesson. <laughs> we will not be starting until your bed's made. I had, I had, uh, there was one that wasn't in my <clears throat> class, so I didn't see this, but one of another one of the other teachers did phone like a couple of other teachers and say to them like oh my god you won't believe what just happened so this is on my old school and um someone was staying with their grandparents who had got up on the ipad the uh the thing to join the live call and while they were on the call they like took the ipad into the into like the bathroom basically oh so like oh grandparents took it in so grandma was in the shower granddad's oh in there like oh i think i'm on i can see people and then she's like oh like can i see so she just like pulled the curtain back no showing the world like full everything the teacher was like end the call boom that like, ended the call super quickly and had to like basically ring up the grandparents to be like please do not show the world <laughs> everything oh, god What's that's awful <laughs> could you imagine jesus there's quite a famous uh, like video that went viral of someone whose grandparent walks into the background. Oh, no, I think it's this kid's mum just walks into the background like completely naked while her like young kids on a Zoom call. The teacher's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> turn that off." One, yeah, one of one of our students from my colleagues, uh, he's dialed in and the lesson's up and live and running, and she's come in after a home workout and she's in like. You know, like sports bra, and she's got a towel over her shoulders, and she's pouring with sweat. And she's like, "Oh, you had a lesson? Is that with your like lecturer so and so? Oh, let me get a look at him. I want to see if he's fit." And she walks over, and he's like, "Mum, camera and the mic's on," and she just drops straight down behind the sofa, just like collapses, just ah! boom, hits the floor. And she's like, "You didn't tell me it was on." And, like, <laughs> and that's it. That was just the. That was the end of his like <laughs> mic, mic being on ever. He never had his mic on again after that. It was great. <laughs> but 
But the thing is, I'm his. Dropped. I'm yeah. She literally felt like someone. Like if you cut someone's legs off at the knee, she just fell like that, straight down. And I'm his tutor, and I eventually got word of this, and she's like. But Mr. B, this is a real problem. Like, I don't want people like thinking I'm just this cougar who goes around like like wearing a sports bra trying to like entice like teachers in. I was like, no, don't don't worry. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> That's a good way to end this, man. That is a good way to end this. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Another year down. Yeah. Um I think we have one more and then the one after that is a hands up episode. So if you have any questions, please send them in. We've had a couple of questions yeah. recently, so we'll definitely cover those uh, in our hands up episode, but there's always room for more. So send them yeah. in. If you have any questions, this can be about lockdown, COVID teaching stories, whatever you want to hear, uh, let us know. Yeah. But I imagine we won't be speaking to you again before Christmas. So happy Christmas. Happy Feliz Christmas, guys. Navidad and Noel Christmas. Oh dear. What's the French one? Joyeux Noël. That's what I said. Yeah. Right, Noël Christmas, you French. Oh, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. Even we've probably embarrassed ourselves enough, I think, haven't we? Well, I, we'll be we'll be going away to think about what we've done. <laughs> and hoping very much that Santa does not think that we're naughty after all of the swearing and profanity that we've that we've had this year. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. We will make absolutely no changes to our behavior, uh, regardless of whatever Santa brings us. And we will see you in 2022. And we're back because Mr. T has the most amazing story. You've got to hear it. Go. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so my from the classroom is, uh, is so we had a nativity show. Um, we did three nativity shows and the nativity, <laughs> you're already laughing because you said the story, but the nativity show, we had three nativity shows and basically the way it works is you've got year one and year two, which is five-year-olds, six-year-olds, and then six-year-olds, seven-year-olds doing the singing and kind of like telling poems and sort of telling the story. And then the reception girls, which are four or five-year-olds, um, doing like the play on the stage. So... <laughs> It was just like an absolute shit show from from day one. Uh, the first the first <laughs> the first performance was horrendous, and it was so funny to watch. So, the first thing that happens is that uh, they decide that the choir girls are going to go on stage first to do the choir bits. Now, the girls in my class are five; they don't know if they're in the choir, so they're going along to people being like, "You're in the choir. You go on stage." you're in the choir, you're on stage. Hey, you're on stage. Like, come down from there. You're not in the choir. Like, so it's it's already like a bit of a mess. So people end up going on the stage, but they've got no idea where they're meant to stand because they've never been told before. So you're ending up with like weird groups of like 10 people like huddled like penguins. And then one person is like standing on their own at the front. It looks like they're about to do a solo, which they're not. So it was just all a bit bizarre. So anyway, they do the choir songs, which I haven't really practiced so much. So it's a lot of this. It's a lot of like, night so Jesus so stars in the sky <laughs> it's real bad so they come off stage year one then go on stage to do their bit so again it's the same thing with the poems they sort of half know it but they're a little bit like because they haven't done it before because of COVID they didn't have a performance last year so they're on stage trying to go along with this like poem but you're getting a lot of like people who are a bit shy so you're getting a lot of like and then you get like the confident kid who's like and the grinch said don't do that <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you're ending up with like a huge, a huge like it's all over the place. Someone needed to you know compress it and make it all the same level, but whatever. So anyway, year two then go on the stage, and I'm already looking at the other teachers like, what is going on? This is hilarious. Year two go on stage. They also don't know the poems. Their songs are all right. No worries. As they're coming off the stage, one of the girls falls off the stage. So she misses the steps on the way down and just completely falls. And there's just dead silence. <laughs> just no noise. Sorry, I should not laugh there. It's and then time you to laugh. just hear like, uh, and I was like, oh my God, someone please help this girl. Like she went, boom, hard. So um, the head teacher then kind of like moves herself in front of the girl. And like the only way I can describe this pose is kind of like she stood up as straight as she could with her palms facing forwards, but by her side. So it was like the most unnatural pose I've ever seen in my life. It was so strange. I think she was trying to cover up the girl, basically, like, like the parents hadn't seen it somehow. <laughs> and she was trying to be like, oh, what a lovely day. It's so nice to see you all. Uh, let's get the reception girls in soon. It's going to be great. So anyway, the reception girls come in. So Mary and Joseph are at the front. First thing Joseph does is she throws her like headscarf off and throws it on the ground which I later found out was because Joseph wasn't happy with the color of the headscarf. So she was just like, fuck this headscarf, like <laughs> threw it on the ground immediately. Um, then, uh, then Mary gets on stage and Mary is wearing like the classic blue and white dress with like the full like, headscarf over the top, full works, right? And she sits on stage, just fucking spreads her legs and just pulls her skirt way up. So she is now sat there flashing the entire audience <laughs> and all of the parents and like all of the teachers are trying to give it a bit of like a, just pull your skirt down, just pull it down, pull your skirt down, pull your skirt down, trying their best <laughs> to like just get her to do what they need her to do. So Mary is like not having it at all. She's like, look, this is me. I'm about <clears throat> to have the son of God. So I think I'll sit however I want to sit. Don't worry about it. So that's already amazing. Uh, none of them really know the lines, but it's adorable because they're reception, so that's fine. So at one point, they're singing the song, and at the back of the stage, they've tucked the curtain in. So the curtain is tucked underneath the stage, so it's kind of like there's like a hammock slide going at the back of the stage where the <laughs> curtains are. And one of the girls who is standing at the back of the stage falls through the bars of the stage and ends up in the, the, the like, the curtain hammock so she is now behind the stage sort of on like a a, cur a, a, a curtain slide but because it's tucked in there's no way there's no way out other than to go back up onto the stage so, so at this point you can't hear it you can't hear anything because everyone's singing but the second that the singing stops all you can hear is like help help that's all you can hear <laughs> So the teachers have to get on stage and sort of like, uh, like reach down into like the hammock to like save her and pull her out, like like saving her from the abyss. And at this point, like I'm I'm laughing so hard in my mask that my mask is like it looks like I'm hyperventilating. Basically, it looks like I'm having a panic attack in the middle of the hall, right? And to be fair to the head teacher, I think she handled it super well because she came out at the end of it and went, "Well, the best thing about a." Uh, reception nativity plays that you never see the same play twice and i was like fair enough because that was not like a nativity i'd ever <laughs> seen but dude 
Oh man, it was so so funny. And like, the, by the way, the next two performances went off like flawlessly. Like <laughs> they were like th- there was no issues whatsoever. It was just that first day. The only thing that did happen in all three performances is that Mary got on stage and just wasn't having it with the dress. <laughs> like every time Mary got on stage and was like, "How about this? How about I do this?" And you just deal with that shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my nativity play story. So that is that's my from the classroom. Um, Oh, I'm yeah. so happy. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This time we're serious. This time this we're time. saying goodbye. This time we're saying goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of In at Break. We are everywhere. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and pretty much every podcasting app there is. So if we are not on your regular app, have a look at some other podcasting apps to see if you can find the next episode. If you have any questions for us at all, please send them to in at break at gmail.com. It's great to hear from you. We really, really get a buzz from it. And also it's where we get our questions for the hands up episodes, which come up once per term. Make sure you send them directly to in at break at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs>